Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Green Lantern numbers 46 and 47. Cover dates July and September 1966. Cover price is 12 cents. Cover artist Gil Kane, edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring The End of a Gladiator and Green Lantern Lives Again, written by John Broom, art by Gil Kane and Sid Green. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new Polaris returns with a new plot to eliminate Green Lantern. He kidnaps Tom and learns where Green Lantern stores his power battery, then creates an invisible barrier around the battery which prevents the ring from being recharged. Green Lantern comes to rescue Tom, but his ring runs out of power. To save Tom's life, Green Lantern uses the ring's reserve power designed to protect him from mortal danger. Tom is saved, but without the reserve power of his ring, Green Lantern is killed by Dr. Polaris. Suddenly, his body disappears, having been drawn into the 58th century by Chairman Desor and Iona Vane. Doctors are able to locate a spark of life and revive Green Lantern. Concerned? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Happy, no. What? Well, it's Memorial Day, but we're not allowed to say Happy Memorial Day. No. <clears throat> but we are recognizing our fallen soldiers, such as Green Lantern. Absolutely. Who dies in this issue. Oh, yeah. And in fact, it's continued in the following issue. Indeed, it's a two-issue special. And you could practically write three issues about what happened to me today. <laughs> as Why don't we know, start with that? As you know... Rob, we drove home from Ohio. It's a six-hour drive. Six-hour drive. I was no help to you whatsoever. No, you slept the whole time. Well, when we got lunch, I pulled my wallet out of my pants, and then instead of wallowing my wallet back into my pants, which is difficult because I'm a hefty gentleman, <laughs> I just stuck the wallet in the nook of your car. Right. Well, then I had to go to the grocery when we got home. And instead of taking my car, you took your car. Yes, so I didn't have my wallet. Right. Then what happened? Well, I got to the store, got all of my groceries, came up to the counter, the gal checked it out, and then I said, Oops. oh, I don't have my wallet. Uh -huh. And she couldn't understand me for about five minutes because I was wearing a mask. Oh, five minutes? Well... It seemed like that. It seemed like that. Right. So she called the manager because I said, I'm just going to have to hold this here or 
Let's put everything back because I had refrigerated items and a rotisserie chicken, and they won't take that back. Of course. Well, the manager just pulls money out of his wallet. Says, oh, just pay me. Just bring the money back and pay me. And I said, well, how late are you here today? He said, oh, I'm leaving right now, but you can Uh, just give it to Kayla. Oh, my goodness. Well, Kayla looks like a little emo thing. Oh, yes. Well, I did come right home and got some of my emergency pandemic money, which I got out of the bank a year and a half ago because I thought the country was going to devolve into chaos. Oh. I have money hidden here in the house. Uh, Yeah, because I don't even know where that is. Well, I think that's for the best. (laughs) Well, what if something happens to you? Well, then you'll have to move, and in the process of packing everything up, you'll discover the money. Okay. All right. Unless you get rid of some of my precious things. Okay, I just remembered where the money is. Okay, good. Uh, Green Lantern, number 46, The Day He Died. Wow. And became a living legend with an extra double-page pinup of Green Lantern. I like the pinup. Art by Gil Kane, whom you'll remember, listener, we like a lot. Oh, God, yes. draws a great Green Lantern ass. He does. Better than Gene Kelly. Uh, The ass that he draws. The ass, Yes, yes. yes. And I have to say... Once again, like as soon as I started, I knew I looked at the cover and saw that it was Gil Kane was the artist. And I said, oh, this is going to be good. What separates Gil Kane from, again, I'm still the novice, although I'm several years into this. Um, I have not devoted a lifetime of reading comics like you have and and our listener. Well, you've got time. Um, He seems to stand out from all the other artists that we Examine in DC Comics of this era of yes, this era I would agree. as as bizarre, like as futuristic, as very realistic, dynamic, very dynamic. I just don't I, like every time I read a Green Lantern comic from this period, written or drawn by Gil Kane. It always strikes me: is this an anomaly? Has this been accidentally miscategorized as a different as the wrong time period? Like, are these from the seventies, and yet yeah. somehow put into the sixties? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Do you well, know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I I will need to show you some Green Lantern from the seventies with Neil Adams artwork. Oh, okay. But uh, yes, Gil Kane is excellent. His perspective, mm-hmm. his layering, mm-hmm. his um. Uh, knowledge and, and depiction of the human body, no matter what the gender is, the emotions. Or, in fact, no matter what the interstellar species is, because they all have male bodies. Yeah, that's. But well, except for the females, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, it's refreshingly different. I'm glad. Now you liked Green Lantern in your past, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it from Super Friends? I might have picked up an issue of Green Lantern when I was a kid. I don't remember. But you, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have seen Gil Kane artwork, although he did no. return in the seventies for yeah. a brief stint. No, I didn't know who he was. No. Okay. Well, shall we to the Hound? Yes, let's. Sure, I'd love to meet your family. <laughs> so we're starting with Green Lantern number forty-six, uh, right after the pinup, which says "Best Power Ring Wishes, Green Lantern." What the hell's that? Yeah. Well, best wishes, but like that's a catchphrase, maybe. Or you could have said best emerald wishes, or yeah, best power lantern battery wishes. <laughs> you know, something like that, right? Is this the end of a gladiator, Rob? 
Dr. Polaris, the incredible Jekyll and Hyde of crime, is back again wearing a new uniform. Mm. His previous uniform had been sort of like a pirate getup. Yeah. Uh, his new uniform is designed to feature the evil side of his dual nature, but otherwise he's the same formidable, fearsome foe of Green Lantern. In fact, in this story, he proves too formidable. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, you ask? Why the sinister overtones? Brace yourself before you begin the end of, of a gladiator. Dr. Polaris, who controls magnetism, debuted in Green Lantern number 21, cover date June 1963. Okay. Magneto, mm-hmm. foe of the X-Men, who also controls magnetism, mm-hmm. debuted in X-Men number one, cover date September 1963. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Also, the X-Men who are an odd ragtag group of weirdos, Right, debuted, I think, something like two months after the Doom Patrol. Uh-huh. Somebody at Marvel Comics was swiping ideas. I think so, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. What happened? I, my drink keeps on grabbing the coaster. Uh, I'll just I'll remember to slide it off the coaster. Okay. Okay. Uh, from all corners... They converge on Oa, these emerald-clad crusaders from different worlds, these green lanterns of the cosmos in answer to a summons from their masters, the guardians of the universe. As you know, Rob, the universe has 3,600 space sectors, Okay. each one containing a green lantern mm-hmm. protector. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're all coming from. Okay. They're individual space sectors mm-hmm. to Oa, the homeworld of the guardians of the universe. The Guardians announce that they have gathered them all there for funeral fu, fu, funeral, funeral rites. rites. For one of your most cherished comrades. And they're all saying, uh-huh. funeral rites? He's all choked up with emotion. He can barely speak. <laughs> That's that little one that looks like a shrimp. <laughs> Why, it's Green Lantern of Earth. Dead. Sob. Sob. I love it, don't you? Uh... The red-faced gal mm-hmm. is Kat Matui mm-hmm. from the planet Koragar, home of the disgraced former Green Lantern, Sinestro. Oh. Yes. She's his replacement once he was kicked out of the core. Okay. She's not evil, of course. No, no, no. She, in fact, in later years, will come to Earth and operate on a team of alien Green Lanterns that all live on Earth. Oh, wow. And then she dies. They do die. What? They do die. Well, they do, although it shouldn't That's be possible. That's how Hal got his ring. Because, oh, true. Mm-hmm. That's very good. I'm proud of you. I watch movies. Um, his predecessor, <laughs> of course, was Abin Sur, who also had red skin but was not from the planet. Right. I don't think. Maybe he was. I'll have to look into that. Mm. Anyway, how could this happen? How can Hal Jordan die? Because our rings have a reserve of energy that is supposed to protect us from mortal harm. Okay. I, I'm not reading that. I'm extrapolating. Uh, I'm looking for that. Yep. Yep. Uh, Tomar Ray is the bird man. He's also a prominent member of the Green Lantern Corps that we'll see quite often. The Guardian reminds the gathered assemblage that they are not all powerful. The rings we gave you are designed to protect you in moments of mortal danger, but in... Hal Jordan's case, it failed, yeah. and we don't know why. 
All we do know is that our instruments recorded the fact of his death on his native planet Earth, and automatically, by means at our disposal, we caused his body to be teleported here to receive the final honors due him a green lantern. Mm. And this guardian who has is lived crying. for billions of years, crying. Right? That's very unlike the guardians, yes. I would think. So the core members hoist up the body of Hal Jordan in a very uh, Jesus-like mm-hmm. crucifixion pose mm-hmm. and carry him off to burn his body or whatever they're going to do. Although it's strange how his wrists are turned. They're turned... Imagine your arms are open uh-huh. and your wrists are turned. I guess that's okay. Yeah, I guess you're... Well, they are supporting his shoulders, yeah. so maybe that's just the yeah. way. I just would expect his wrist to be, I guess, no, you're right. I guess that would be the more natural way for them to fall. So they bring him in, lay him on a table. They have an idea. If they all use their rings to charge his ring, mm-hmm. maybe the ring will tell them what happened. Yeah, that's a clever idea. Yeah. And guess what? What? It works. It does work. The terrible event, the ring relays, took place shortly after a certain conversation between my master, test pilot Hal Jordan, and his loyal confidant and closest friend, the Eskimo grease monkey, Thomas Pieface Kalmaku. We're they, just going to say Tom from now Tom. on because they say Pieface about 60 billion times throughout the rest of this. I mission. hate that. Does he remain Pieface throughout the rest of the comic? Do they ever? So he disappears for a while, but he comes back in the 70s as a recurring character and tells Hal to knock it off and stop calling him Pie Face. Oh, His good. Name is Tom. Oh, good, good, good. Which honestly for the 70s was pretty enlightened. Uh, yes, thank you. So, yes. We start with a little flashback sequence. Yes. So uh, Tom and Hal are driving around in Hal's sporty. What kind of car is that? I don't know. It kind of looks like a Buick, but it's a convertible. Yeah. And it's red. Mm-hmm. So it just so happened that Tom had just asked Hal about his ring's ability to protect him from mortal harm. This is why so odd, Hal. Because Tom is Hal's official biographer. Right. Um, and what's so odd about it is that only yesterday Hal had made up his mind to try to find out about this, that strange ability. Mm-hmm. He was in the locker room at the hangar. He just finished recharging his ring, and he asked the ring to explain the situation. Right. And the power battery. Then spoke. Then spoke and answered. Which is unusual. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which you can tell by Hal's googly eyes. <laughs> a, what? Which, which you can tell by his cartoon expression on his face. And his swing around of his head. <laughs> That's hard to draw a double take. Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah. The battery explains that the ability to protect you rests in a reserve supply of power built into the power ring. Every time you charge a ring, the reserve supply is replenished, but it cannot be used by you. It will only operate automatically by itself in periods of extreme peril. That's a great idea. That's a good design. Yeah, it is good design. Very forward thing. So he says, so there you are, Tom. That's your answer. And he says, oh, reserve supply of power. Great Great fish fish hooks. hooks. (laughs) There's always something new to learn about the power ring. Uh, And he passes out. Right? He goes, what's the matter? And he says, I don't know. I'm not feeling well. A feeling passed over me. It was like me today after my hours of napping. Yeah. When I woke up and I said, I don't feel well. You know what? Honestly, I thought. What? 
because you got that salad from Sheets Filling oh, Station. Right, that I was. I thought you might have food poisoning. Food poisoning. That might yet happen. No. Well, you never know. It's, it's, it's just about four or five hours after you eat it. Something. Don't tell me that. Oh, God. I don't have time for that tonight. No, God, no. Uh, then Tom disappears. Yeah, just like that, he's gone. Boom. So Hal changes to Green Lantern, flies across the city, can't detect the slightest sign of Tom. Mm-hmm. Now the ring has is back on Oa now, in the present. The ring has to explain what happened shortly before the disappearance of Tom in an isolated house in the Earth metropolis of Coast City, where mm-hmm. Green Lantern lives. Uh, we look in on an extraordinary figure called Dr. Polaris, who is ready now for his greatest coup. Oh, now we get a great page of art and lots and lots of words. Yes. Uh, so, Dr. Polaris, his good and evil sides are always waging warfare within him. He had been released from jail during a good period, but soon reverted to his evil self. Well, if you know that he's going to revert to his evil self eventually, why are you letting him out of jail? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, he designs a new uniform for himself, a snazzy purple and black number with a diaper it's not a diaper it's a gird a loin gird a loin gird yeah okay it's clearly made of metal on the sides all right now the front part i i guess you do have to allow some he looks like he's room there he's pushed some some of his midweight yeah down to his hips and well because that belt is awfully tight yes it's no wonder no wonder he's so evil he's very uncomfortable so, Dr. Polaris is intent on learning the source of Green Lantern's power. Mm-hmm. When he possesses that secret, together with his own unique control over magnetism, he will be the most powerful and ruthless man who ever lived. No! <laughs> now, this is smart, and I uh, applaud his evil genius. For pi- piecing this together. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has collected several newspaper accounts of Green Lantern with photographic evidence that Tom... Is always with Green with Lantern. With Green Lantern, right. Meaning that Tom must be a close friend, right? So if I can find Tom, I can find the secrets to Green Lantern. Now, usually superheroes with secret identities, the reason they have a secret identity is so To that, protect the people closest right. to them. Right. But if everyone knows that you know, this rando mechanic from the Air Force base is always with you, very of course easy. they're going to piece it together. And they could obviously start looking at all the people around you, uh, around him. Right. Yeah. And I think now we know why Jimmy Olsen has that signal watch. Because <laughs> he's always seen with Superman. Oh, yeah. He's got a little protection, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I have to wonder why Lois doesn't have a signal watch, but I guess that's a story for another day. Well, because Superman's always listening for Lois. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Dr. Polaris has Tom now, understands that he is a close friend of Green Lantern, possibly his only friend. Right. And he's got some kind of futuristic machine here that's going to draw the memory of Green Lantern's secrets out of Tom. Based upon the principles of ultramagnetism, let me say, the the way that Dr. Polaris has manipulated magnetism. Yeah. the, The scientific capabilities of the force of magnetism 
right. seem to stretch beyond all sense of scientific imagination. Well, I think we have to consider that it's also the electricity within the electromagnetic force. Okay. Which can clearly, Rob, draw memories out of people's <laughs> unconscious minds. Now, this is a twist. He did not expect Tom to be unconscious. Ah, uh, okay. He, he, and he's frankly worried that he might uh, have actually killed him. Right. So he's got to work fast to get those secrets out of his brain. By I mean, tuning his die. ultramagnetic radiation to the frequency of his brain waves, mm -hmm. he will be able to draw what I want from him if he possesses the knowledge. Yes. And, and then so he starts to, the computer starts to interpret yeah. what um, Tom's mind is saying. Power battery in the dressing room at the hangar of the Ferris Aircraft Company. Yes. There, Green Lantern recharges his ring. This gives him 24 hours of power. Oh, somebody's got a nice Harley. Oh, dear. The neighborhood is... Oh, my goodness. Huh. That's why the dog's barking. Listener, yeah. there's loud motorcycles and down the street. I sense they're pulling into the neighbor's... They must be here with our neighbors. Yes, the neighbors whom we've never spoken to invited us to go play cornhole. Which, right. Which I've never played. Is it fun? Uh, only if you're drinking and hanging out with friends. And these wouldn't be... These would be new friends. New friends. Yes. But after driving in the car for six hours, I wasn't up for it. No. Besides, we had to be here for our listeners. She also offered to feed us. Well, that's sweet of her. Oh, really? No, I... I, I, I I didn't mean by my tone to imply that. Oh, I no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I get you, boo. Okay. So, uh, with this knowledge that Green Lantern's power battery is kept in his locker at the Ferris. He uses his magnetic methods to throw an invisible magnetic barrier around the uh, Green Lantern's power battery. Yeah. I don't understand how he does that. He must use his lexophone to find yeah. it and then move some dials and get the exact location and then send a beam over. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. Like, and then sooner or later, Green, Van, Green Lantern will have to recharge his battery. When he does, he'll be in for a surprise. The surprise is that it won't charge. Right, because it this can't get field through the it. magnetic field to touch I mean, it. that's, this guy, this, what's his name? Dr. Polaris. Polaris. I don't know that his technology really would outperform that of the planet Oa. Well, and also, I have a little bit of a beef. Because if they designed these rings to keep this secret reserve of power, yeah. couldn't they... And the rings can clearly talk. Yes. Couldn't the ring say, you're out of power. You right. have one minute of power left. Warning. <laughs> Which <laughs> that, I think That actually, recharge didn't happen. In later stories, I think actually that does happen. But okay. Yeah, warning, like, your iPhone tells you if it's not charging right. when you plug it in. Well, they didn't have iPhones in 1966. Well, they had Lexaphones, so same thing. Okay, Except bigger, you can't carry it in your pocket. True. Unless you're Dick Tracy, and yeah. then you have a little Apple Watch yes. since the 1930s. Amazing. Uh, so Green Lantern thinks he's charged his ring. He has not. Um, then he tracks the... Instead of tracking Tom directly, he decides to track the energy that surrounded Tom and made him disappear. And that's how he comes upon the secret hideout of Dr. Polarius. Polaris. Polaris, sorry. Have you noticed I like to add extra syllables to things? It's my, I, I must have had an effect on you. <laughs> so, um, 
he finds it. Okay, so he goes, wait, where are you? What, where? I'm at the bottom of page nine. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Um, you he, skip past when he charged the ring. and No, we, we explained it, okay, I think. Right. Okay, okay. Um, he finds Tom unconscious and dying. The ring tells him that Tom is dying. Yeah. He doesn't tell him that he's out of energy, yeah. but... Um, so he crashes through the window. Indeed. Accosts Dr. Polaris... With a power ring fist. Right. Uh, goes for another round and his ring sputs out. He says, my ring, it's out of power. But it can't be. I just charged it. No way to save Tom. But wait. That reserve I learned about in the ring that I just learned about yesterday by chance. Maybe if I summon up every ounce of willpower, I can tap that reserve bringing it into play to save Pi, and it works. Right. The ring responds. He's getting the power, the reserve power of the ring. He shoots a beam at Tom to keep him alive until he can get him to a hospital. Uh-huh. And then he launches over this table for these fantastic punch panels. Yes. Uh, socks Dr. Polaris in the chin, then pounds him in the stomach, with a mighty thwack. But then Dr. Polaris shoots him with some kind of uh, magnetic Mag- beam. Beam. Knocks and him out. Green Lantern collapses to the ground, dead. dead. Which brings he us kills up to speed. Him. He killed him. Yeah. There is a saying on earth, the ring says in closing, Greater love hath no man than he who gives up his life for his friend. My master did that. And now you know how he died. Who says? Is that a Bible saying? Yeah, I think that's about Jesus. Okay, I'll look it up. Okay. Um, After all the rest of the Green Lanterns leave to go back to their respective sectors, Kat Matui remains behind. She can't bear to leave him. She'll stay just a while longer. A sob. Hmm. Is this really the end of Green Lantern, Rob? No, of course not. Let's see. Right. The follow-up story in the following issue, Green Lantern number 47, which has Dr. Polaris on the cover with Green Lantern chained to a giant magnet, which doesn't actually happen in the story, I don't think. I found it. The quote is John 15, verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I, I should have known that because I work at a church. Well, we know it was from the Bible. Yes. Um, and just so we do, this is Memorial Day. Yes. So that's our pro- fitting. appropriate fitting comment on that. Well, here it is, Rob, mm-hmm. the startling sequel to last issue's The End of a Gladiator. As the mournful Green Lanterns of the universe leave to return to their respective planets to take up again their urgent duties after carrying out the solemn funeral service for Green Lantern of Earth, one of their number, Especially befriended by the late Green Lantern, lingers at the beer of the now silent gladiator. It's Cat Matui. She's inconsolable. Cat Matui. Sob. She sobs twice. Yes. I can't ever bear to leave him. I'll stay with him a little while. I can't bear to leave him, she says again. Sob. Mm. Sob. Story by John Broom. I don't think we mentioned that before. Okay. Art by Gil Kane. What does Sid Green Green do? Inker. Okay. So, yeah, the... Penciler will pencil the story, and then the inker adds the ink. And sometimes the penciler just adds the ink himself. 
But oftentimes it will be two separate oh. art duties. Okay. Um, and the results can vary widely. You can have a great penciler, but if they get a bad anchor, you think it's the penciler's fault. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, Here's a great, another great example of perspectives. Yes. Gil Kane's perspectives. And lots of angles. Like mm. this, the Batman TV show is in full swing now, so yeah. you know, all those angled camera shots yeah, yeah. are leaking into the comics now. Sure. Um, Kat Matui, the girl gladiator... <laughs> Raises her tear-stained eyes to find that Green Lantern's body has vanished. What I love is that I, as the reader, thought we were about to go into a flashback sequence. Yeah. She says, it seems that only yesterday, and it seems only yesterday that I first saw Earth's Green Lantern, that we got to know each other on my world. And now, and I was going, I was cueing the, 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 uh -huh. right, 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 and it's like, boom. Nope, nope. He's gone. He's gone. No doubt, dear reader, or in this case, listener, you are quite as mystified as the female crusader at this startling occurrence. May we beg your patience? In order for you to fully comprehend this astonishing event, it is necessary to turn now to the Earth of, of the, the future. Future, future. Where in the year 5706, a strange disease has begun to spread in alarming, insidious fashion. Warning to all travelers, avoid New Astra. The city has been quarantined by the Solar Council. Virtually all the inhabitants there have fallen victim to the plague of the Red Virus. But, I mean, obviously that's translated from the strange future language. Of course, yes, because we know it's strange. Red Virus. Yeah. Right. How timely right? is this issue? Oh, my God. Um, in an emergency medical conference, we learn that the disease is of an unknown origin. Well, it probably came from an animal or was escaped from a lab. Mm. And so far, it is incurable. It is called red virus because the skin of the victims turns reddish. In addition, there's another odd physical symptom. <laughs> Above <laughs> the forehead, two bumps appear like rudimentary, rudimentary horns, giving the face of the victim a diabolic cast. That fits peculiarly with certain mental effects. It has now been ascertained that the disease affects the mind. It causes the red virus sufferer to flout law and order and to seek to infect others in devilishly clever ways. Well, this it's like a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. Some victims try to disguise the condition in mm -hmm. order to spread the disease. Well, that's mm -hmm. a successful virus. Exactly. They're going to disguise themselves until it's too late. Right. So, uh, Dr. Kober, who's head of the press conference here, believes that evil in the world is due to a contagious virus so small that we cannot see or isolate it. My theory would explain why evil has spread in some areas of the Earth's history, just like a virulent epidemic. Hmm. So, we're in the 58th century, Rob. Okay. And let's watch the newscast. Bulletin, the Solar Council meeting in emergency session is considering summoning Green Lantern to deal with the red virus threat. As most viewers know, Green Lantern is a heroic figure from the long-gone past of our planet who, by our super technology, has been twice before plucked out of his own 20th century to aid us in moments of grave national peril. 
In being brought here to our era, Green Lantern is automatically given a fictitious personal history because time travel wipes out a person's memory. While here, therefore, Green Lantern in his secret civilian identity becomes Paul Manning, Space Explorer. It's amazing that they released that much information to the audience, well, to, their, to their viewers. Right, so the whole planet knows that this is happening. Right, apparently. that they're pulling somebody back from the past, a superhero, yes, to fight in the present, but that they give him a fictitious uh, personal yes. name and, and history. Why? So, why? Uh, Hello, why? Well, I don't know. This was actually a recurring uh, story idea in mm -hmm. Green Lantern that he would be pulled into the 58th century, lost his memory, so he'd be given a fictitious. Secret identity of Paul Manning. It's like when you're um, a salesman and you travel around from city to city mm -hmm. and you frequently and you establish another family in another city, yes. right? Only in this case, he doesn't know that he's establishing another relationship, another family. Right, because he has no memory. When he goes back to his own time, he has no memory of right. what's happened. Right. Now, we later learn that uh, Green Lantern's ring after this incident somehow created uh, an actual Paul Manning. That's crazy. Who became a supervillain. Mm. And then I don't know, something happened. He was destroyed or something. Then you remember I mentioned that there were several alien Green Lanterns who lived on Earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them, Salak, mm -hmm. who looked like a uh, kind of like a seahorse. He okay. had a seahorse face mm -hmm. and four arms, or maybe even six arms. He was pulled into the future oh. and given the Paul Manning identity. And then he uh, remembered who he was, and he decided to stay and married this gal. What? That's so crazy about Green Lantern. Yeah. Huh. I'll show you those issues okay. someday. Okay. Um, so... Paul Manning is the space explorer, but Paul Manning is the secret identity of Green Lantern mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. And Green Lantern becomes the solar director of the, I guess it's planet, even though they said national emergency earlier. Right. I guess Not the meant. solar director, like a solar director, right? There's a solar it's, council. There's a solar council, but Green Lantern is the solar director. Jesus, they bring this guy in from the past twice in history and make him the director? Well, he's a great hero. But come on. I mean, I if I was on the Solar Council, I probably would have lobbied for like Superman or maybe even Supergirl. Agree to disagree. I know. You like Green Lantern. Here comes Junebug with Hi, her long Junie toenails. Moon. Um, so I think I understand this correctly. That Paul Manning is a space explorer. And in case Green Lantern needs to duck into a secret identity that's paul manning mm -hmm. but he is publicly known as green, green lantern. lantern solar director right okay uh it doesn't matter because scientists cannot stem the tide of the terrible red virus in this dread crisis my opinion is says dr cober we must summon green lantern once again from the past to aid us no i object <laughs> Very uh, strongly he does. Yes. We cannot take the risk. What if Green Lantern himself contracted the disease and turned against us? The results would be catastrophic. This is Engara. Yes. No, Inagara. Inagara. Mm -hmm. um, it's odd, thinks 
Iona? Is that her name? Or Ilona? We'll find out in a minute. Okay. Uh, odd that only he is against it. And Dr. Coburn just noticed that his hair looks different. Right. It's as if he's suddenly taken to wearing a wig. Big hair. I'm astonished that they still have wigs in the 58th century. You'd think they would have found a way to grow hair by then. <laughs> Great Ganymede. Can what I am thinking be true? I must find out. So he walks over to Enagara. And rips off his Snatches him bald-headed, he as does. my mother would say. Yes. Discovers that he's used cosmetics to conceal the stark redness of his skin, and the wig is to conceal the virus horns over his temple. Enagara has himself been stricken by the disease. Uh, Enagara tries to attack Dr. Cobra and infect him with the virus, but he's punched out. Uh, Iona summons the guards and takes Enagara into custody. Right. And it's interesting because he says um, in that panel, uh, first in Enagara, next it could be you or I or any of us. Our entire world is collapsing as you see into the civilization. You know, we thought that. During the pandemic? Of yes, the, that's why yeah. I got that money out and hid it in my precious items. Yeah. yeah. So the time teleporter is activated. Uh, Iona is beside herself. She can hardly breathe because she's, she's in love with Green Lantern. Well, yes, and plus that outfit she's wearing must be choking her midsection. Look at it. It's very form-fitting. That's right. like a seven of nine yes. number with oh, a yeah. whalebone on the sides. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern appears through the time ray, but as you recall, he's dead. So his lifeless body appears flopped on the floor. Okay. Uh, Desor, who's on the Solar Council, Mm -hmm. summons their best physicians. You mentioned this early. Arrange for the finest ultra-modern instruments of diagnosis. Quickly. Right, that's not something, even if I was an emergency technician, I don't think I'd yell out. Arrange for the for the finest ultra modern instruments. You know, like no. Instead of the 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 old ones that we use for everybody else, we need to make sure that we get the ultra modern ones, the the new ones. Just how about like, a, why should just summon our best physicians and our instruments immediately? Well, I don't know. This reminds me of a Justice League story, uh, round about Justice League of America number one fifty eight or mm-hmm. so. It was one of the annual team-ups of the Justice League and the Justice Society. Okay. And the Justice League and Justice Society were dining at a restaurant in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And there was an explosion, and most of the superheroes were knocked unconscious hmm. by some strange radiation. Okay. So Aquaman, who had been on monitor duty in the Justice League satellite... Hall monitor had, duty? No, monitor <laughs> duty... When they had they had a satellite orbiting Earth okay, in right. geosynchronous orbit. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And each member of the Justice League had to take a twenty four hour shift on monitor duty. Okay. So Aquaman beamed down to the hospital where all the superheroes were mm-hmm. and asked the doctor if there was anything he could do. And the doctor said, Well, yes, I hear that the Justice League satellite has advanced diagnostic equipment. Which Aquaman said, yes, we do. I'll bring it right away. Oh. So it has been established on DC Earth that there are elites keeping medical diagnostic equipment from the hoi polloi. Oh, my. Right? Right. That always struck me as odd. What was that Jason Bourne movie where 
There was medical equipment available to really well. Well, it was Matt Damon, not Jason Jason Bourne. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. No, it's fine. What was that movie? Uh, I don't know. Jodie Foster was in it. Yeah. It was uh, the guy that did uh, District 9. 9. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they bring this robot doctor in. Mm Mm-hmm. Who detects an atomic spark of life deep within him. It's the spark of life. Uh, Iona sees him stir. And shortly, revealing his tremendous recuperative powers, the Emerald Gladiator lifts himself up. And as he does, his mind is wiped clean. To (laughs) insert the information that he is Paul Manning, space explorer in your secret civilian identity. Just returned from an expedition to Galaxy 5. You will now resume your duties as solo director. But wait! We can hear you cry out, listener. How was it that the mighty guardians of the universe, as recounted in the previous issue, did not detect a trace of life in the dead? That's air quotes. Crusader. That question will be dealt with, but later on. Meanwhile, let us pick up the story. Uh, Green Lantern is happy to see his friends. Uh, he has come back to Star City as soon as he heard his presence was needed. You are needed, Green Lantern. Desperately so. You I loved. Um, Iona is really happy about the fact that he doesn't know anything except what has been implanted in his mind. Indeed. So, the Viros, which is what the future people call the people who are infected with the virus. I think we should use that word. Viros. Viros. Are you a viro? <laughs> I don't think I like that word. It um, reminds a lot like homo. The, it reminds uh, me of homo. Yeah. Anyway, the viros have taken over New Astra, where we had them quarantined. Communications have been cut off, and Green Lantern is needed for action. Mm. You know what's hard today? What? There's so many panels. It's hard to know where you're reading from. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Do you want to take over? No, no, you're much better at leading. I'm just much better at just adding commentary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems that a band of Viros now have slipped in past the city gates of Star City and are breaking into the state arsenal. If they get their hands on ray rifles and death spray guns. <laughs> death spray guns. Maybe like this bear is spray? like a... Yes. Yes. Maybe this is like a... I mean, thinking of the politics of the future, it's like a city-state situation, maybe. Oh, yeah, like Venice and Naples and such. Mm -hmm. Um, So Green Lantern leaps off the balcony and rushes into action. Now, I saw this panel Mm -hmm. when I first read it, and I was like, wait, his ring's out of charge. Well, he was brought from the past, and they charged it to get the whole story. One in the past, the other Green Lanterns charged his ring to get the story. That's what I remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was brought from the past, and the other Green Lanterns used the main battery on Oa, right? The prototype battery, and charged his ring. So he was he leapt forward with a fully charged right. ring. But first, I was actually really alarmed because <laughs> like I leaping off the balcony and realized to his oh. death. Yeah. Well, how long can he stay in the future without his lantern? Twenty four hours. Jeez. Although, now, I did some research on this whole recurring storyline. Thank you, and? Apparently, there was some editorial note at some time or other that said that there is, the Green Lantern Corps is still active in the 58th century. But there is no one assigned to Earth. 
Well, there's someone assigned to the that sector, but uh-huh. just was not there at the time. Okay. Which you'd think it would be easier to just summon the Green Lantern that's already in the 58th century than to pull someone from the past, but... I'm not on the Solar Council, so I don't know how Obviously. they think. Obviously. I mean, I wouldn't have time on with me. You know, my work is in my college, being yes. the HOA treasurer. Right. The lawn maintenance and we have. That's the and my never-ending list of house projects. And I, um, now in the 30th century, mm-hmm. the era of the Legion of Superheroes, mm-hmm. there was a period of time when Green Lanterns were banned from Earth. What? Yeah. Why? I don't remember the reason. Okay. But... I think it was something of something like that there was a Green Lantern that turned evil or something. Okay. And right. Anyway, destroy him. Destroy him. <laughs> the Viros are going to shoot him with the death spray ray. It's Green Lantern. Look out. Oh, wait. I what? wanted to read this ad. Get hip to old folks. What? Oh, I love this. We hey. should What? We should do this with words and music and dialogue. Okay, we'll do that next week. All right. Um, staggered but unharmed due to his lightning reflexes, which enabled him to use his ring at the last moment to protect himself from the lethal radiation of the ultra weapons. Good job. The embattled gladiator retaliates swiftly against his foes. His power beam has created multiple hard-fisted images of myself. Oh, my power beam. Um, to deal with those viros who made the sneak attack on me. So he's created these awesome projections of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know what you're going to say, Rob. What am I going to say? They're not green. They're not all entirely green. Mm-hmm. But guess what? What? One time, the Justice League was on trial, and there was an emergency, and Superman wanted to leave the trial and go deal with the emergency. So Green Lantern made a power ring image of Superman to what? sit there in the courtroom while Superman went and took over the trouble. Oh, but it wasn't all green. No. Huh. Apparently, he can make other... Well, his willpower is so strong. Mm. He can do anything with that He can ring. do anything. Only limited by his imagination and the, the, the hours of power he has in his ring. Yes. Uh, then Green Lantern creates a super green bubble to surround the Viros and entrap them. Mm-hmm. But he keeps one out of the power bubble on purpose. To read his mind. He looks like he might be one of the leaders. Maybe I can get some information from him. Good idea, Green Lantern. With the mighty beam acting as sort of a truth ray... Awesome angles here. Yes. Uh, he, the Viro doesn't want to talk, but he can't help himself. Mm-hmm. It seems that a super Viro is being created in New Astra, a single individual who will be more powerful than all your armies, even more powerful than you, Green Lantern. The super Viro is being created by the viral emanations. Yeah, emanations. Yeah. Of all the other viros in the city. So I guess the other viros feed this super viral, right? Yes. When the process is complete, the super viral will be able to bring to bear his entire mental capacity. Incredibly, he will have the full use of 100% of his brain. Wouldn't I like to have full use of 100% of my brain? Editor's note. It has been established that no human being has ever been able to use more than a small fraction of his brain power. That's not... So imagine if he could use 100%. All right, Green Lantern's heading for New Astra. They made a movie about that, by the way. Did they? Mm -hmm. What was it called? Phenomenon. Was that John Travolta? Yep. Uh, I'm not interested. Okay. Wasn't that because he had a brain tumor? Yes. Well, that doesn't count. If you have a brain tumor, you're not going to be able to conquer the world for very long. Agree to disagree. (laughs) 
<laughs> is that the one where he was an angel also? Uh, no. Or was that a that different? was called Michael. Um, that was not a good movie. It was a stupid movie. And it featured... Gene Stapleton. Gene Stapleton? I think so. I was going to say that um, that pretty girl who's a terrible actress. Do you You're going to have to be more specific. Do you know what you're doing to me, do you? No. Oh, Andy McDowell. Was she in it? And Michael? Was she? I don't know. Uh-huh. If she was, I've probably intentionally blocked it. Well, it was an mind. awful movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Green Lantern's headed for New Astra to reach the Super Viro before he can attain his diabolic aim. Mm. Uh, the Super Viro has almost reached the stage of clairvoyance. He's <laughs> at 90% brain capacity. Yes. He can see at a distance in his mind. And then he wants to protect his Viros. Yes. All of you take shelter. You may be harmed by his ring. I myself will do battle with this potential, a powerful enemy. He's also very tall. Yes. How tall would you say he is, Bob? Um, I'd say 20 feet. 20 feet tall, yeah. Um, Even 90% of my my brain power is enough to give me telepathy, Green Lantern, Mm -hmm. and power so enormous they will astound you. Behold. This is some pretty powerful fighting this guy does here. He has the ability to rearrange matter. He's turned a large container into a powerful searchlight, and the light coming from it is so intense, it's stunning me. Not only is it stunning him, but his ring... Uh, he, um, sorry. But he's focusing a near total brain power. He can change the photons of that searchlight into anti-gravitons. Editor's note. Photons are elementary particles of light. Thank you. The next instant, Green Lantern, it's as if he's gone weightless and he shoots up into the air by anti-gravity anti-gravity and then the super virus spins him around and you know what this reminds me of the i have shalindrius wand <laughs> yes that's willow yes uh so he's whirled around in midair uncontrollably yes and he can't breathe he can't breathe because he's being choked yes he's driving all the oxygen away from green lantern and enclosing him in a vacuum. <laughs> and Green Lantern answers this by getting out of it. Yes. And attacking him with a shrubbery. Yes. Some decorative shrubbery, which thankfully still exists in the 58th century after humanity has destroyed the environment. Mm. He uses his ring to bring the shrubbery to life. To attack the... To attack the super The virus. And uh, the Super Viro teleports out of the shrubbery attack and transforms a sundial oh, yeah. into In... a de- deadly radiation cannon. Yes. So as, as the green gladiator pours it on with all he's got, he's yeah. concentrating his ring at the radiation of the cannon, turning it into an explosive force which will stun the viable robot. Yes. Uh, Green Lantern then uses his ring to alter the Super Viro's brain, taking away his powers. When he comes to him, he'll have his normal brain and body again, as he had before the virus epidemic started. So that's good news. Green Lantern can cure the virus. Mm -hmm. I find it, I don't know if ironic is the word, that Green Lantern, who has had his mind and personality altered against his will, is now altering the mind and personality of these villains against yeah. their will. Yeah, he sure is. I'm Le- not sure I approve of that. Leaving his beaten foe half-conscious on the ground behind him, he turns his attention elsewhere. 
He's got to deal with the red virus itself, but how's he going to do it? The virus seems invisible. The only way that he can detect his presence is through the symptoms of its victims. Right. The red skin, the animal horns. Uh, so the Viros now are advancing toward Green Lantern without weapons. And it dawns on him that they are trying to infect him. So I guess if they're just like gathering around him and breathing hard. Because no one's touching him. Right. And they do infect him. They do infect him. He turns red, which honestly, that looks great in his uniform. The green against the red. Oh, yeah. And the horns. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. He's not going to let that happen. Nope. He uses his ring to cleanse himself of the evil. He says, I love this. He says, I can't give in to evil. I've struggled against it for so long. It's still my enemy. Even if it's within myself, I've got to rid myself of it. And by the power of his will and the power of his ring, he expels the virus from his body. Holy foreshadowing. Because he does become evil for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he drives out the disease and returns himself to normal. And the disease then is external to his body as a floating... Snow cone? Miro painting. A Miro painting. Very good. Um the power of his ring has made the virus visible and giant. Yes. So it's a still a virus. Yes. I mean, it's not a multicellular organism. Right. But it's giant. He turns his ring on the assembled viros and cleanses them in the same way he has cleansed himself. And now there's a giant herd of uh, viruses. giant viruses. Attacking him. Yes. And they do attack him, and they bring him down. What do they do? Whipping him? Yeah, they're like flicking their take that. tails. Take that! Boom! 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 Pew! 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 They're evil. Um, he, he can't kill us. Continues to just swat away at them with his mighty fists. Finally, he takes his ring. Yes. And he, what does he say? He said, "It's time to use my ring instead of my muscles." Right. I also have, I take issue. What? Well, he's a superhero. He's not supposed to kill, but he's clearly killing this virus. He's killing viruses. Well, viruses are living beings. He should scoop them all up into a bubble and... Send them in the sun and kill them there? No. Send them to a colony or use his ring to change their brainwaves so they're not evil. Uh, Okay. Well, they're running out of pages. (laughs) <laughs> Later, with the red virus menace entirely vanquished and normality restored, I don't know why you seem so sad, Iona. After all, you did say you'd love to go dancing with me now that all the trouble is over. Yes, Dasso gave me the evening off. Was she to work in the evening? Well, yes, she's, it's all a ruse because she's, her job is to take him dancing and that's the moment when they're going to send him back to the past. Yeah. She's distracting him. She is. And he disappears from her arms and reappears on Oa. Right underneath Katmatui. Apparently he's got some sort of smell radiating Why? from his body. So oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's the fact that he just reappeared. Um so off they go. Mm-hmm. Um she can't believe he's alive. Um, he wakes up and remembers that Tom is at the point of death. 
Right. So he's reappeared at the very moment that he disappeared. Right. I should mention. Which is fine in time travel. Yeah. So he flies off to go back to Earth to rescue Tom. Meanwhile... How long does it take him to get from Oa to Earth? Well, not long. I think there is some space warps involved mm-hmm, and things. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile on Earth. Strange the way in Green Lantern vanished after I destroyed him. Yet I know I did destroy him. Yeah. But just before he perished, he managed to enclose his friend Pieface into a sheath from his power ring. Tom, it's Tom. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I said Pieface. Um, he must pierce that sheath to reach Tom's mind and wrest all the secrets of Green Lantern. You've already got the best secret. Right. Why he keeps working. The fact that he has his, right. the, the, um, the lantern hidden in the locker right. of the airfield. Green Lantern busts in Great again. ass shot here. Um, you won our last duel, Polaris, because my ring ran out of power, but I took the time out to charge it before coming here, so you won't escape me now. Escape? I'm not trying to escape. Recovering swiftly from his surprise, the, the, the past master of magnetism unleashes his undetected device devastating attack. Sorry, I'm not wearing my reading glasses. I'm, oh, I'm, that's the trouble. I'm having a hard time... Um, Making out the words. Let me fill you in. Uh, long ago, Dr. Polaris set up a secret magnetic trap in this room, and you're in it, Green Lantern. Right. A force field of tremendous strength has sprung up around me. By manipulating the controls, I am narrowing the field around you. When it gets small enough below the critical size, a controlled ultramagnetic explosion will take place. <laughs> I love that delighted voice. I will destroy you utterly. I must blast out of here with my ring. But I've got a better idea. Ah, my magnetic trap exploding, Crouch. But as the incredible force detonates. Yes, just as Green Lantern figured, the blast is blowing him clear of the force field and his ring is protecting him from any harm because it still got his reserve of power now. And Dr. Polaris gets the punch of his life. Y'all say... Mm-hmm. Uh, he catches Dr. Polaris off guard and punches him and knocks him back into his machinery. <laughs> no more magnetic monkey shines, he says. Now to see if Tom is all right. all right. I can only hope he's still alive. His heart is beating, yes, but faintly, and very weak. So he uses his ring to restore Tom to strength and health. Tom responds to the ring and... Gives a goofy kind of drunk face. Yeah. Hello there. Um, He actually says D-E-R-A. Hello there. Yeah. Yeah. Later, with Dr. Polaris in jail, the two reunited friends talk. Oh, here's the answer to our riddle. Mm -hmm. If the Guardians thought you were dead, Green Lantern, how is it you're still alive? No, I'll explain that, Tom. I know you'll want all the details for your Green Lantern notebook. In the first place, I owe my life to the fact that good and evil are still intermingled in the heart of, and mind of Dr. Polaris. His evil nature tried to kill me, but the good in him, without his knowing it, prevented him from making the ultramagnetic charge he hit me with completely deadly. There was a residue of life left in me, the tiniest remnant, but it was concealed by the magnetic effect of Polaris's weapon. So when I was teleported to Oa, the guardians, of course, examined me. But the instrument they used showed them that I was dead. Yes. What the guardians didn't realize was that the magnetic charge in me had caused their lifeline instrument to register falsely. 
I've checked with them. We all understand what happened now. And yet, what I can't figure out is this. Something must have caused that spark of life to flare up in me. Something brought me back to life. Right. What was that? Well, say, what's this on your uniform, GL? Uh-huh. A tiny jewel. Unlike any other jewel I've ever seen. Curious. Why should this little gem give me such a strange feeling as I look at it? So later in the locker room, uh, he's got a little box of these mysterious things. Curiosities. Which he's mm-hmm. apparently brought back from the future. I'll add this to my mystery, mystery collection. Several small objects that seem to hint that I've been active somehow as Green Lantern without being aware of it. Someday, maybe, I'll get enough clues to piece together the answer to the mystery. And this feeling I have is if I've lost someone important to me. While, 38 centuries away, a girl gazes out of her window. Her features are composed, her expression gentle. I can't help wondering, will I ever meet him again? The last panel shows a necklace on a neck. Yes. A single jewel is missing. That's an excellent wrap-up. Mm-hmm. I was uh, hesitant when I saw the effects of the virus turning people into devil-faced evil men. But then we had this coronavirus, and then people who don't wear masks pretty much are devil-faced evil people. Yes, correct. I mean, yeah. The result is that I really liked this story. Me too. I I was uh, not sure I would. I really liked it. Same. I liked the art. Yes. I liked the story. Obviously the art. Top notch. I, first, when it, when it leapt forward into the future... Uh, yeah, I was exactly. like, oh, for God's sake. That's when I told you, remember, I said, I don't think you're going to like this. Yes. Yeah. You said it's a crooked crazy. Too many things going on. Too many little stories. Well, we were wrong. We were wrong. And now you know the rest of the story. Still my favorite comic. Green Lantern? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, come back next week for something that's not going to be Green Lantern. What is it? Is it going to be like I oh, don't remember. Jerry Lewis or something horrible? Like oh, that? oh, that was the worst. Uh, by the way, it's Bob Hope's birthday yesterday, so we oh, should acknowledge that. Yeah, okay. He's dead, of course. Yes. But he still has a long-running comic series, which we'll cover later with his friend Superhip. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Doesn't Superhip drive some crazy car? Uh, Superhip can turn himself into a car, or in fact, can turn himself into anything. Oh, God. Well, that's all for this week. Yes, thank you for taking the time out here on the end of our holiday weekend um, to to do this. I really appreciate it. We didn't. I don't think we could do last weekend because we I didn't. A ton of stuff. Um, we were so busy with yeah. our, you know, HOA duties and oh no, there was a lot of things going on. Um, and uh, I really appreciate that we like. We planned the day, we, and we, even at the end of, of traveling back from Ohio, and we did this on Memorial Day. Even after my adventure at the grocery store. Oh my gosh. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking, and you can find us right back here next week, unless our HOA duties interfere. <laughs> By our, I mean his. <laughs> right. Okay. Have a great week, folks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. It's time to give all of a chance.